Hello, Marketeers. Welcome to another episode of AEC Marketeer Podcast, exploring AEC marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Keelan Cox, and I'll be exploring marketing trends and answering your most pressing questions to help you thrive as an AEC Marketeer. Hello, Marketeers. I know, I know you're probably wondering, who is this? Where's Keelan? Well, my name is Tennille, and this is a podcast takeover. Welcome to today's episode of the AEC Marketeer. Like I said, my name is Tennille, and I'm the podcast host of the AEC True Crime podcast, Death by Architecture. And I'm your guest host this week. So join me as I sit down and talk all things mentorship with my very own AEC mentor that I've had for over 20 years, Jeff Gill, AIA. This week, I'm talking to Jeff Gill, AIA, who is the executive director of AIA Orange County Chapter and has been in architecture for over 40 years. Jeff and I go way back. So this will be like a chat among friends. So pretend that we're walking uh, around Georgetown together or... That's an inside joke for us. (laughs) Or having a glass of wine together instead of over Zoom right now. We started our mentor-mentee journey in 2002. He was my boss for several years. We were colleagues. We were on the AIA California Board of Directors together. And now we consider each other really close friends and family. So everyone, welcome Jeff. Thanks for joining me um, on this podcast journey today. You bet. Thanks a lot, Neil. Yay, thank you. So Jeff, I know a lot about you. I won't start airing your dirty laundry. (laughs) That might be later in this podcast. But anyway, (laughs) tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure. So as Tanil mentioned, I am a practicing architect. have been for many, many, many years. But I'm also the executive director for AIA Orange County, which is kind of interesting because the AIA is a membership organization for architects. So in my case, I've been an AIA member a long time. I served as Orange County's president and then was California's president, then went on to the national AIA board. And it was after that that I decided I really wanted to get back to an institute that had done a lot to shape my career and my life. And the opportunity came up for this executive director position. And I went... I want to do it. I still practice architecture, but it's more like, you know, old clients from running firms come to me and say, hey, you want to do this project? I work with someone. She's great. We've worked together six years. We work virtually. Sarah works out of her house. Uh, so this lockdown really didn't impact us at all. She's she's a, she's a little younger than Tennille. And so that means that it's fun to work with her, but I'm also mentoring her in her architectural profession. Which, which is a lot of fun. Earlier career, like I said, I've, I've run large firms. I've had my own small practice. I was one of the first architects working in China back in the early 90s before there were freeways, before there were high rises. There were little old ladies out sweeping streets with homemade brooms. I mean, it was an amazing experience. So I've had a, a fun career and I've learned a lot through the years and, and I'm going to continue to do so. Awesome. Very cool. Jeff, why do you think mentorship is so important? Well, you know, I think back to my first mentor and what an amazing person she was and the things that she taught me that you wouldn't learn on your own, like how to build a relationship. And and in our case, as architects with the contractor, that the synergy between the two has to work together. And and she would have me out there snapping lines with a construction probe. 
so that I could learn and work with them. You gain a lot of respect that way. Also, you learn what it's like from somebody that's more advanced, typically, and kind of some of the things that they've had to go through. Back then, talking early 80s, you know, as she said, it was hard to be a woman in the construction industry. And I really gained a lot of knowledge and respect for that and and didn't realize that there would be any differences. But I found out right away. So and that's what you kind of learn by bringing a mentor into your life. It's not you don't go into you don't go on the Internet, Google mentors and find somebody and you're like your name. So they're going to be your mentor. It is right. that it's no. a bond. You build a bond immediately. The mentorship just follows along. That's so true. That's so true. And I wanted to tell our listeners, you know, about the fact that you and I have been on this mentor mentee journey for so long. It's been almost 20 years. And I wanted to just give them a little bit of a background of our journey. You know, I I remember back when I first got out of school and I was working for an unlicensed professional and I knew that eventually I wanted to maybe get licensed. I wasn't 100% sure. And I, you know, I don't even know if Google was a thing. It probably was. So I Googled, (laughs) so I Googled like how to get licensed. And, you know, there's all these requirements through Incarb for what they called at the time IDP to get um, experience. I was like, well, I don't work for somebody licensed. How am I going to get this experience? And so everyone told me, you know, get a mentor, like just go and find a mentor. And so I got advice to call the AIA Orange County chapter office. And I talked to Cheryl Steele and her and I talked for, gosh, probably over an hour, which if you know Cheryl, that's, you know, she just loves everybody right away. And I thought, oh, she's going to be my mentor. And she's like, no, (laughs) no way. But I think that I know somebody that might be interested and I need to talk to him about it. And so she came back and she goes, yeah, you know what? Jeff said he was interested. You should give him a call. And I'm like, oh, wait, you're not going to call him for me. You're not going to set it up. She was like, here's his number. Give him a call. And so I called you and you were like, I'm ready to take on this challenge. And so we started that relationship, which was really, really cool because otherwise I don't know how I would have found the mentor having working at the time, working for somebody that wasn't even you know, license wasn't even an AIA member. And so it's just so funny to think back 20 years. Like, so basically it's all Cheryl's fault that we met each other and that we became, you know, on this journey together. It's just been, it's been really neat. So maybe you could tell me, why did you accept the challenge of mentoring me? And a challenge it has been, I'll just say that. (laughs) No, not at all. And I think I should start by saying Cheryl is one of my best friends. She actually was my mentor in understanding AIA from the staff side because she was the executive director. So there's this synergy between all three of us. So that's why she couldn't take you on to nail because you know, I already had her. So she pushed you over to me. No, <laughs> you and I connected right away. And I said earlier, it's not about... Okay, somebody suggested someone, but you and I both know, and you're like this. If, if I was some crabby old person, you'd go, forget this. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, instead, I wasn't that old. I was just crabby. So no. yeah. um, you and I had a bond. And and it was one of these things where I, I loved your passion. 
I loved your diverse background and what you stood for and believed in. I mean, that was back when, well, I don't know if you'd started at Chapman University yet, but it was about then. I mean, you were doing architecture, but you were pursuing other things. You were multifaceted. So, and it was one of these where, yeah, I can serve as your mentor, but you're kind of mentoring me at the same time. I mean, you went into an area outside of the standard profession, and I was the one that followed in your path in that case. So that's where, you know, mentorship, mentor and mentee, you know, it can change over time. You're just working together is what it's all about. And we do that very, very well. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. So I'm actually the mentor. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> So I wanted to talk about briefly, what are your thoughts on mentorship outside of the firm? Because I think that a lot of people, that's a challenge, I think, for a lot of younger people is they're afraid to reach out outside their firm and get a mentor that's not necessarily one of their principles. What are your thoughts on that? I, I think it's really important. And it, it's exactly what you did. You went to Cheryl and asked for somebody. And she connected us. I mean, she connected us before we were working together, as I remember. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that I still serve as a mentor for firm principals that have been part of the AIA that reach out to me and just say, hey, can we get together for a glass of wine? I really want to talk through a few things with you. And it's because when you have this relationship away from your business life, you can be open and candid. Uh, a mentor needs to be a good listener. They're, they need to give advice based on history, not make demands. And, and in that way, it's fantastic to have it outside of the office. Mm -hmm. um, you know, of course, now I got to plug AI Orange County for a minute. We have built a mentorship program that's just started this summer. Tenille, we should have you involved next Tuesday. I'm going to talk to you about this later. Where it's it's all virtual, and you it's like a collaborative effort where people can show up. And we have individuals. Some are at big firms, small firms, on their own. You know, licensure people, so that you can just come and ask questions. And it's like the mentoring and the mentee is mixed up. And I think maybe virtually that happens really, really well. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to establish. It is very important to have somebody outside. It doesn't mean you don't have somebody inside the firm as well. But it's always great to know you've got this other person to, to listen to you and offer some advice. Yeah, that's great. So you talked about this mentorship being a two-way street. What are your thoughts on that? Like, I think I always... It was awesome to be able to learn from you and to learn through your experiences. And you gave me such great advice. You continue, continue to give me advice. And so it's, but it is a two-way street. It's a two-way relationship. So what are your thoughts on that? Oh, you know, I'll tell you, for me, I mean, I'm a mentee to younger people who are teaching me about how to use Zoom. You know, because I got to do that all the time. And now I can do things a lot of people can't. And I could not have figured that out on my own. Right. So um, <laughs> there are things that we can learn from each other. And it doesn't mean that the mentor-mentee, it's all about everything. It might be about certain facets of what you do. So it's definitely a two-way street because if, if I'm a mentor and I have a question, well, I would naturally want to go to the mentee because we have a relationship and a bond to see if they can offer some help. And, and that's whether whether it's in 
day-to-day business or like the whole virtual world we have right now, you know, it's something where you work together and can help each other. Yeah, that's true. It's so, so true. And I'm still, by the way, still learning how to use Zoom. So every day, <laughs> every day, it's I'll a learning. Later, I'll tell you some stuff. <laughs> I will. I probably will. <laughs> so what would you say is, I'm going to answer this part of the, this question too, but what would you say was the most valuable part of our mentorship experience? The fact that we're both smart asses, I think has a lot to do with it. Um, you'll probably edit that out. But if you don't, that it's, it's our personalities work well together and we know how to laugh. You know, you're somebody that there could be a cloud over you and you were going to find a positive lining and and you're going to shrug it off and move forward and i and i and that's what i do as well it doesn't mean we've resolved it yet and it isn't still in the forefront of our mind but but we look for that side which again helps each other and you've always been like that with me you know we've had this great fun relationship as we learn so i just have to say it, it it's your personality that really shined to me Oh, thank you. I didn't pay him for that, by the way. I'm probably going to owe him big time. <laughs> I I agree. I think that our personalities were definitely a fit. Cheryl really hit the nail on the head and putting us two together because I think that was right off the bat a great relationship. But one thing that I do really love is that you're a good sounding board. I think you have... You have a, a vested interest in in making sure that I do well in my career or even personal life stuff. But I feel like you've always been a big cheerleader of mine. And that's that's really, really I would miss that if that was if that wasn't in my life, like somebody that I could I could call and say, like, what do you think about this? And somebody that would be like, you you would totally be like, that's a dumb idea. Don't do that. <laughs> or maybe you should do this. And I think, you know, there was a time period when I I had my daughters and I wasn't sure if I was going to come back from my maternity leave and go back into a firm. Should I get licensed? And I thought, I need to call Jeff. I need to call and find out what I should do and have that come to Jesus. Like, what do I do? And, you know, I can ask my mom, but my mom is always going to side on my side, right? I'm always going to be right in her mind. And my husband has a vested interest because he's like, if you don't work, we don't eat. So just go back to go back to work and do whatever. And your advice to me was, have you ever thought about doing business development or marketing? And I hadn't at that time. And having somebody speak into my life and, and speak to my strengths that I didn't think I had super valuable because it changed the course of my career. And today I, I still am a part of AEC community and I still work with architects and engineers, but I don't think without your advice, I would have looked into doing business development or marketing or any of the direction that I'm going in now. So if this goes bad, this is totally your fault, (laughs) but I think it's just so neat to have somebody really point out some strengths that you don't know that you have. And the fact that I like to talk a lot when you were my principal and I was trying to do work and I was talking to everybody and it's like, you like to talk a lot. So maybe you should do business development. (laughs) Hey, got to play into your strengths. I certainly know what they were. (laughs) 
<laughs> so everybody needs to have that relationship and that person to be able to call. And I mean, there were some dark times that I've, I've called you through. And so it's, it's been neat. It's like, it's definitely a valuable part of my whole entire life, not just my architecture career. So thank you. <laughs> what advice uh, do you have for people looking for mentoring relationships? I think that one you have to you have to ask yourself what is it that is important to you about a mentor? What are you looking for? You know, even if you write it down, put it on your phone, whatever it is, is get it out there and think about it. And and what you want out of this relationship, you know, what are some of your goals? Because you want to start off with an individual about them understanding the reasons why, particularly if you don't know them. And I'm not saying that you have laid out your entire life and this is the way it is. It might be I want to get licensed Mm -hmm. and and there's no time frame, but licensure for for Teal and I means that you have to get all this experience and how do I go about getting this experience? You know, that's what it starts breaking down to. So it's, it's, again, it's understanding what you want, not what the mentor wants, what you want in the relationship. And the other one, I think when you're, when you're searching out that person is, is it the right fit? Is this somebody that you see yourself sitting down with 20 years from now, over a glass of wine and laughing about antiques through the years that the two of you have done sometimes together, like maybe getting lost in Georgetown for hours on end when somebody actually went to school there, but couldn't find the university. I won't <laughs> say what her name is, but there's only two of us here on this. So you might be able to figure it out. And those are things in your life that stay forever to kneel forever. I know. You know. I'll use it all the time. I walked um, right into that. I walked right into that. <laughs> so anyway, and that's what you have to think about it. Is this person going to make you laugh? That's you know, are you going to learn things? Are you going to be able to teach them at the same time? And, and are you going to enjoy it? That's true. Very true. I think if I were to give advice, I would say to ask, because I think a lot of times, at least from an associate level where you're young and you're new in your career and you're afraid that they're going to say no. Um, because they're too busy. And, you know, I know plenty of architects are like, oh, I don't have another minute of the day to do this. But I think if you don't ask, you don't know if maybe they do have capacity to to mentor. And maybe it's not every day you're meeting together or, you know, that's like you were saying, like, is it a good fit? And what do you want to get out of it? But I think the first step is just putting yourself out there. It's kind of like yeah. dating, oddly, yeah. you know? <laughs> You know, yeah, like yeah. You <laughs> to know, be vulnerable. You can start with because let's say you already know this person, someone, let's say they're in your firms and you kind of know who they are and they know you and you, you're thinking about this. And, and if you want to flatter them, can we sit down sometime? I just want to hear about your career and how you got there. Yeah. You know, use that opening line to get them in there. And yeah. you don't even have to bring up mentorship yet. You don't even actually ever have to use that word if you don't want to. And and then you can, you can do it in the reverse as, hey, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about this and I'd really like to talk to you about it. You know, there's some ways to sort of break through that barrier. That's true. If they they can't do it, there's other people that can. And they might know somebody that that could. I mean, you know, if that that would be a good fit, like, have you thought about asking so and so? And I think, 
too, that what I've loved about our relationship is that you've connected me with other people. It's not a, you know, you're, we're mutually exclusive to each other. It's like, Hey, I met this person. It would be really cool if maybe you met, maybe they have another idea of who could be their mentor or who would be a good fit. But it does start with just putting yourself out there and asking, you know? Yeah. And that's really where it has to start is is you've got to take the initiative. I mean, there are you will have people, you know, particularly those more advanced or for, I don't I don't want to say a firm principle because it doesn't have to be that level. Sure. It's somebody with more years of experience, right? Who might come up to you and start giving advice. And that's what you have to think is is this somebody that I feel like I want to talk to? Right. And, and on my own, not just from them coming over. There's always like in a project team, you know, there's the team leader. And they're going to give you advice on the project. And then to think, is that also the person that maybe can help me in my career mm-hmm. and, and to move forward that I can sound things off of? You have to be your own person. You know, you don't want to be somebody else, but it's good to sound things off of them. Tanil and I were doing that before this even started. I was talking through some things that I'm doing just in my job and I needed a sounding board. Yeah. You know, and it was great because now I can move forward. Awesome. Well, you're welcome. And you'll owe me for that. You do. I was just about to say <laughs> for the record, and now it's recorded for everybody to hear. You do, in fact, owe me for a lot of things over yeah. this 20 years. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then <laughs> lastly, I think we would be remiss in not talking about the current climate, right? So do you have any career advice for people in our profession and even beyond outside of AEC about navigating through the pandemic, the quote unquote new normal. Do you have any career advice, you know, for, for I might need some career advice currently. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, do you have any career advice for navigating through this odd, very, very odd time? Yeah, I, I think the most important one is long pants are way overweighted. They're way, way overrated. I, I'm joking. Tanil knows because here's what I made out of this pandemic. And I think that everyone should do this. What is the positive thing that has come out of this? We've been in this a long time. And there are many. And, and the one that I jokingly talked about for a long time was... March 13th was the last time I put on a long pair of pants. You know, I've been in shorts every day since then. And, and yes, I go to the office, but it, there's nobody else there. And really client meetings, it's all virtual. Yeah. And, and that's what's kind of come out of this. What we have learned is that we can do our career remotely. We can do it virtually. We don't have to go to an office every day. We don't have to sit on a freeway for two hours each way, whatever it may be. We can spend time with our family, with our pets, and still get our work done. And I think that the successful firms are understanding that to allow flexibility. Why shouldn't people be able to do this? We have proved, look at our economy, it's good. We have proved that this can happen. Why would we wanna go backwards? And, and what I hear from say some firms is, no, we gotta have everybody in the office. And the next thing is like, 
Jeff, you know, I can't find anybody to come to work. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that, yes, you were right. That's the reason why. Yeah. Allow flexibility. And, you know, I mean, I'm not a young buck, but I know that I got to ride the wave. And, yeah. you know, and I got to learn from these folks and listen to them. Yeah. So take advantage and learn from what's going on. There, yes, there's times you have to be in person. We all need social interaction. There are times at work wise that you've got to be together. So, like it or not, you do have to go to an office. The hard thing is if somebody's just out of school, if you're not with them, you know, how do you show them how to do the work? How do they learn how to put together a building? But but we've shown that it can happen. So, hey, man, I'm all for virtual and remote and going into the office part of the time, doing really good work and having fun at the same time. That's awesome. That's really cool. So, yeah. So I'm going to just wear shorts. Exactly. That's that solves everything. (laughs) (laughs) Shorts every day. Awesome. Well, thank you. That's all the questions I have, Jeff. Thank you so much for joining me and the 20 years of advice and friendship and and all and fun, all the great stuff. And and if you know me and you want to know the story about Georgetown, I can let you know what happened. It's actually really, really funny. Hilarious. Absolutely (laughs) hilarious. And the thing was, we had a lot of fun hanging out lost in Georgetown. That's right. That's right. I had the best crab cakes in my life, but I don't know that I would have had it if I had found the school that I went to. Whatever. It's fine. So anyway, thank you so much for joining me, Jeff. I really appreciate it. And that's all I have for today. So thanks so much. Okay. Well, that's all I have. Hopefully I'll be back with you with another episode soon. But in the meantime, if you like true crime and you want to hear true crime stories in our profession, check out Death by Architecture. There's a new episode every other Tuesday. So see you there. Hey, Marketeers. Well, that was fun. Thank you to Neil for guest hosting on this podcast takeover. And thank you, Jeff, for being a willing participant. As always, if you're enjoying this podcast, I invite you to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. New episodes are released every other Wednesday. Chat soon.